going on, everyone? Welcome back to another exciting episode of Four Fifth Podcast. Metal Matt here. We got the Big John Stun. We got the Wild Bill, the J Lo. Yo, how you doing? <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> that was a very that was a very yo. definitive yo yo. Love it. Dropping in. <clears throat> how we feeling tonight? We got championships are better. Calm before the oh, storm. Man. Big day Thursday. Big week of rest for the uh, Sixers. Got to heal up some aching knees. Yeah. First sweep since 91. Actually, and, the first, and I was right, man. Taking the first care of business. Se- it was the first seven games series sweep since 85. 91 was a five-game series. Five-game, right. Still a sweep when, sweep. What year did they go back to seven? Um, I wonder that. Good question. I feel now, like it was trying to remember within the last 10 years. I think it was like within the, that'd be my guess. Uh, let me see. What year? It's uh, t- uh, 2003. The first year was extended to a best of seven series. So for quite some time now, 20 years. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, good job. They did what they needed to do. They took care of business. The Nets, you know, we were the better team, clearly. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't come out unscathed. Uh, our Joel's hurt yet again. MRI shows a severely sprained knee. He's going to try to give it a go. I mean, we'll see, right? I mean, this is kind of the, the same narrative that we've been dealing with year after year with this guy. Uh, but you know, Maxie's shown a lot of growth yet again in a short amount of time. He seems like he could be for the rest of the playoffs anyway, is a, a, a trustworthy number two. Uh, and I say number two, because if Embiid can't go, Harden's probably going to be the number one. So that means Maxie's going to slide into that two spot. I don't know. Toby's looking pretty good. That series, Toby put up 21 a game. Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could go either way, really. I mean, I think it depends on matchups and what's going on. You I know, think it'll be feed and, the hot hand. I think it's going to be feed the hot hand mentality, like who's ever hit that night. Absolutely. So, you know, we got options. You know, it's, you know, I guess I feel like a year ago this team would have lost game four and we'd still be in the series. So I think they showed some growth, stock included. Um, I, I'm good. I'm quick to, to bag on him, but that was a big win to pull that game out. You know, he pulled the strings a little bit, opened up the bench, put shake in finally. And, you know, he's, he's kind of limiting, uh, the minivans minutes, even though I like Niang, he's kind of just kind of, kind of up and down with his play and, you know, McDaniels is playing good. So yeah, I think it's going to be that, you know, just all hands on deck and, you know, maybe this team adopts the other team across the streets mentality is a dog with a dog mentality. Now Melton hit some big shots for us. He did. He did. So it was all around team effort. It was a good, good showing, but it was what they were supposed to do. Right. So this next round coming up, we've got some, we've got some days to rest, recoup, recover, refocus, watch film and get ready for probably Boston. I don't know. I don't we'll say, say it. Probably. 
I mean, we'll know. Oh, you fucker. Fucking hate this kid. <laughs> Such a piece of shit. Oh, I don't shit. like him either, but we'll go. But that shot might have got us two more days rest for Joel. Whatever. He's always hurt. He's the Carson wants the Sixers. Oh, Boston Johnny's not happy right now. <laughs> Did the leprechaun get snubbed? Dude, it's not over you... yet. It's not. I mean, they got plenty of time to, to to tie this, but that was that was a ice cold shot right there. I tell you, that's the ice one, cold. That's the one goddamn thing that I will uh, that I will like. Who hits the shot? Or Trey Young hit it from the fucking logo. <laughs> wow, drained it. That's the one thing I hate like about basketball now is like half court shots are now like the norm. Like well, I, my I, thing with that shot, John, if you miss it, it's like you had seven seconds and you take a thirty foot three when you're down a point. Like that's the shot you're going with. Like yeah. you don't drive, get the foul. They've been calling the fouls pretty pretty easily this late in the game because it's getting chippy. I have you an know. idea. How about you? How about you pick him up at half court or like when he gets the ball, cover his ass. Yeah, no. I mean, this is clearly his best game of the series. Like Jalen Brown covered him, but I mean, basically, gate. You know, you know how good of a shooter he can be. Get, get up on him. Let for him. All you, for all you listeners out there, oh, Bobby Kraft sitting on the first next to the uh, next to the coach on uh, Boston. Oh, Bob Kraft. Oh, Kraft. Yeah. We're talking about a bit of a barn burner that's going on right now between the Hawks and the the Celtics, which is basically the deciding factor of who the Sixers will ultimately face. Well, the biggest this, thing, though, with this, if the Hawks win tonight, no matter what happens, we don't play till at least Monday instead of Saturday. So that's two more days for Joel. Yeah, two rest. more days. The guy's going to be wearing a brace. He's going to have no yeah. mobility. I don't. I, I wouldn't even talk to if they hold him out game one just to see how game one looks like. Which is a bad idea. Because who would want to go down one? Oh, no, well. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it depends, you know, I guess. Because they said today the swelling was down a lot, which is a good sign, but... Who knows? He could play for five minutes on for game one, and it comes up, you know, swelling real quick. You know, so I'm just, I'm just kind of happy they ended that series because they had every reason to lose game four, and uh, you know, they all just stepped up. Melton hit big shots, like you said, Matt. Toby was consistent. Maxie got hot. James had 11 assists, like he's making the right play. I think he only had two turnovers, which is huge. Yeah, I mean, B-ball, Paul, 15 rebounds. That's, you know, that's loving that. So, yeah, no, I'd I think. F- Sorry. I, oh, I'd feel a lot better if um, if Joel wasn't hurt. But, again, no, 100%. I, can't, I can't say I'm surprised. So oh, Wait yeah. a minute. You guys are big B-ball, Paul. Like, relax. We have B-ball, Paul. I well, mean, I mean, Joel's Joel who? No, that's but. the equivalent of, like, your your starting quarterback being out. It's like he's the best player on your team, according to everyone. Yeah, I mean, I mean, arguably he's going to be the best player in the league this year. I mean, you know, it's, he's earned it. But no, I mean, I'm not happy about this. But I think that I think this is a year where we're seeing it with the Heat and Buck series. I I don't think there's any dominant team in the East, us included. I don't think you know you know. If it was Joel, I think we have a good chance as anybody. I mean, look at Boston. They, I mean, they were up 13 with, what, six minutes to go in the game, and they let that lead go. At championship teams usually don't do that. And, again, it's one game. They could easily just, you know, go all the way. But, you know, I don't think there's any – I don't think there's any elite team in the East right now. And I think last year 
you know, I think Boston was playing at a whole nother level that we couldn't sniff this year. I think there's some chinks in their armor. I really do. I think Horford's back down to earth. Um, Tatum and Brown are obviously studs. I'm not, you know, but once you get past them, everybody says how deep they are, but I don't know. They're, they're not super consistent, but they're still the team to beat. In my opinion, I mean, I'm not Boston. expecting anything out of the Knicks Cavs series, but nah. I, I clearly saw that going another way. Yeah. I saw that going, you know, clearly I, I had it going seven games. Yeah, I think uh, I definitely think that Donovan Mitchell checked out, and then the, pretty disheartening when you pay a guy forty million dollars and he just doesn't he goes through the motions and on two road playoff games. But you know it's not over yet. I mean three one's not insurmountable. Like I mean I'm not betting on it. I think the Heat are going to win their series in six, but you know it's one game at a time. All those three one. I mean look at you know Timberwolves are taking into the Nuggets a little bit. You know so. And that's why that's why closing out the series was kind of impressive in my eyes that we lose that game. We have every reason to start doubting this team. Right. Um, so I think they, they found a way they made big plays defensively. Um, you know, I obviously I'm not downplaying Boston. I mean, Brooklyn was on paper and visually an inferior team to us, even without Joel. I mean, I'm not downplaying that. I mean, they, you know, if they had that team all year, they're not in the playoffs. They had that team because KD got them like 30 wins before he got traded. So I'm, I, I don't lose sight of that and whatnot. So, but it's like everything you say, you, you beat the team that beat you, you know, in front of you. You can't play, you know, he is what it is. I mean, they, they took care of business, which is what they needed to do. It's just if you would have come out with that unscathed, that would have felt a lot better. No, but, I mean, yeah, I'm with you, John. I went from like, Honestly, I was getting excited, and now I'm just like back to well, you know, it is what it is, you know. Kind yeah, of, and, and you if he I mean? was just like a, you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say a bone bruise, but like a, you know, something insignificant, I would feel better, and I would be, exactly. I would be probably laughing at the fact that he got hurt again. But you know, you know, he could tape up a finger, fine. But the fact that he has to wear a brace and that, you know, he may not, he's not going to be fifty percent. I don't know whatever they said, he will only be fifty percent. It's like you're already starting with a, with a, you know, in a negative, you know? So now for as much as I, you know, Matt jokes around about b-ball Paul and all, like I like him, but you know, now is the pressure on James Harden to take over a game like, like Jimmy Butler did. You know, I, I highly doubt that's the case per se, but I've been wrong before. Um, we talked about guys that need to step up, Maxi, Tobias, those guys have been so. Maybe I'm a maybe I'm dumb and and maybe that that'll happen. But you know when you take your best player, your your quote unquote MVP, and you say wear a knee brace and you know be immobile. Uh, I it, it doesn't especially in basketball. You know it doesn't doesn't make sense to me from a from a a mobility standpoint with a knee brace. Like I don't know anybody who plays basketball with a knee brace other than shout out to John Burroughs. Um, but, but seriously, like, I, you know, you never see a guy wearing a knee brace. You see it. No, like, I, I feel like they were a little more prevalent years ago, but maybe who? I'm wrong. Who was it? I said, maybe I'm, I can't think of a name. So maybe I'm not Maybe it's not, but I kind of feel like didn't guys wear them a little bit years ago, maybe, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you don't, well, they know. wore, they wore like knee stabilizers and knee like compression. And yeah, it's like a neoprene. 
sleeve that adds a little. They bit wore of like an ace bandage type of knee stabilizer type of thing, but not a full on brace. And I think the last time I saw someone wearing one was Joel Embiid, and then he took it off like immediately. Like he started a game with it, and then he came to the bench. He's like, "Get this thing off." That's probably why I'm thinking of is him maybe wearing it. Yeah. But the so I just googled it like. It seems like the because they he he buggered up his LCL right. Yeah, it was the back of he he fucked up the back of his leg. So that's a that's not as bad of a brace as what you guys are thinking of. No, so it's he, ne- yeah, you're right. It's not the hinge. It's styles. not like the robotic leg type no, looking no, thing. It's, it's not the ones you see like offensive linemen wear. Uh, Jason Peters used to wear those. <laughs> they they basically say that it's the back of the knee, so. The worst part about it is that when you jump or bend your knee, which you do primarily all the time in basketball, that's where most of the pain comes from because it's like a cushion between the two bones of your knee. And when it bends, the pain, when it, it like pinches that that pad and that pads where where he screwed up. So let's be real. He's going to get shot up with so much stuff. He's not going to be able to feel below his waist. I guess yeah, but, this, this but then you get into the point there where you can tear a knee and it's like, sure. okay, well, I guess the... this is also where we, 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 Joel could put his comments <laughs> to his actions to, to heart that he says he doesn't care about MVPs. He cares about championships and accept the fact that maybe, maybe you do fuck your knee up to get through the playoffs run. And if you get a ring out of it this year, then whatever it is, it is, you know what I mean? Like I will, where's your money where your mouth is, you know, you I say, guess. can he play it? In a scooter, can he go out there like <laughs> in a jazzy? Or a yeah, I mean half the game's on his ass anyway. Or so how about a well. seg? How about a Segway? Can he just roll out there in a Segway? No, I mean the other thing too. It's you know I guess. Can we just have this guy healthy for once? He's the Carson Wentz Hot take. He really is. At least for me, he's a I. He has a more likable personality. I know at times with the the waist up, the thumping, or like the pumps and whatever. But Carson just got under my skin. Well, Carson the, did the, dump things in the end zone too, but he was no, just, he but, did. But I mean, the, like the the biggest thing though is once Carson got hurt, he was never the same player again. Like at least it seems like Embiid gets hurt and he's Joel Embiid, and he gets no, hurt. That's Joel Embiid. Like I don't know. I think I think. I think we, I, I think we look at Carson Wentz being hurt and say he wasn't the same player, and we use that as an excuse. I, I don't think. I think it was more his, uh, with a lack of better term, a butt hurtness over the whole entire situation. I mean, well, it's already come out. We talked about this ad nauseum when Darren Sproles is about to fight you because you don't want your team to win. Yeah, I think it says everything about your character regardless of the fact that you can't use your knee. Well, also the other thing is after that injury, it's still true. No player has had the injury that he had and come back and, and been at even remotely the same level. There's a reason the injury is called the terrible triad. No player that's ever had it in any sport has ever come back. It's a career ender. And I mean, he's still able to play, but he's not the same guy. So, you know, it, it, it's still a career ender. He tore every ligament in the in his knee. Like, if it wasn't for like muscle and skin, his 
foot would have, his lower leg would have fallen off. Another big uh, injury news I saw today, missing game five will be uh, the Aaron Fox broken yeah, finger in his shooting hand. This first round has been pretty chaotic in terms of injuries. I mean, that's you, I you mean, had the jaw injury. You have Kawhi, Aaron Fox, Kawhi, PG's out. K- yeah. I mean, it's just like this first round has been Giannis pretty, missed two games. Pretty crazy. Not to, not to debunk your comment, Jesse, but I just read an article here about um, Joe Burrow, who had the same injury. He came back better. And so he's the first. Adrian Peterson, Rob Gronkowski, and Tom Brady also all had those injuries. The, the triad? They tore <laughs> yes. all of them? Called the unhappy triad. I mean, no. I mean, I guess saying, saying, hey, I, I, I odds you. are not in your favor coming back from that healthy. But, but I just but think to John's talking, point when you're an army of one. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's that's what I mean. I think we, I think the we look at the injury as an unfortunate situation, which it was. However, he sure truly show shoot. He truly has shown his true colors. Oh, which absolutely. I won't talk about it anymore because he's a pos. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> No, but I, I, I guess just to wrap on the, the the NBA and then we can hop over to draft fit part two is just a pretty, pretty wild turn of events here. And, and, and what's with like, you know, the quasi fighting, there's been a lot of drama. What punching dudes in the deck edge eh, kicking, you know, kicking, you know, guys in the, in the, in the dingaling and, and just calling guys out. Uh, it's just been, it's been a mishmash of, of, of injuries, drama, and just some unpredictable thing, which I, I, I mean, someone said it best the other day. I heard, you know, it's the NBA playoffs is, is a new season anymore. I mean, it's a, it's, it's like everyone zero, zero, whatever happened, you know, before game 82, it doesn't matter. This is, this is a new, a new season and a new shot at, at, a t- you know, at a title, a true shot at a title. And it's, it's cool. And I think with the play in tournament, like we touched on it, it just adds a whole other level of, of competition, which is in my opinion, I feel it's panned out pretty well so far. I, I totally agree. I, I also, I think I mentioned this last time, it, it, the drama aspect that you're bringing up is, is eerily similar to like boxing. Like they, they build up the fight. They talk about yeah. each other's parents and, yeah. you know, wives and girlfriends. Yeah. And then, you know, the next but thing they don't punch gotta, each other. That's yeah. the only difference. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and without that, I don't know. It's interesting. You look at that Lakers Grizzly series real quick. Like, yeah, the the Dylan Brooks LeBron James you know talking back and forth, the 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 Memphis Grizzlies were notorious all season for talking and saying ridiculous things even to the Warriors and I think even without that it was kind of like, you know it was the, the series was like whatever but as soon as the, the the chirping started talking like you said like it it changed it was like oh LeBron's gonna come out and put up forty you know and 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 they whooped them that night but you know. It, it, it's it's like you said it's it sells 
it sells the games where all you do is look at like Hawks versus Boston. You don't see like LeBron versus Dylan Brooks, you know? So, yeah. Well, I mean, you ever play, you ever play a sport like with a little bit of anger behind your play? It gives you that a shot of adrenaline. Sure. You know, it's like, even if you're mad at yourself, it's like, it gives you this, it, it, I don't know. It flips More another juice. switch. It switch flips another switch in, inside of you, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's been fun to watch so far. That's the, the one thing that's great about football is that, you know, they, they want to kill them, they kill each other. No matter what, every given Sunday, they want to kill each other. You know, yeah. I don't take your head off every week. Right. Right. So transitioning to draft fit part two, draft fit, draft fit part one last week was a lot of fun. Uh, we talked about a lot of, we ran through the most fucked up one through 10 that you probably could have done. It's what our but we got through it, like. but we got through it. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't have spe- expected anything less from, from, from the four of us. We got through it. We did our picks one through 10 landed on 10 for the birds. And it seemed like there was a lot of love swirling around the offensive side of the, of the, of the ball and where the, the, the Eagles could go with their number 10 pick uh, on, on offense and who, who we liked on that side. And then towards the end of the, of the, the pod, we kind of started transitioning and talking about what if the, an offensive player wasn't available, wasn't there. And we started talking about defense. So I think that's where we decided we would pick up. Uh, I'm looking at a pretty recent mock draft for the Eagles and it's focused all about the defensive side of the ball. Um, in fact, it goes through and does a mock draft of all seven rounds for the Eagles. And with the exception of one pick on here, there it's, it's entirely uh, defensive players. And I think three of them, Jesse, you'd be very happy, very pleased with these picks are Alabama players. So uh, probably what branch and um, the linebacker. Yeah. So at number 10, it, they have the Eagles t- going with Christian Gonzalez. Okay. Uh, next pick, Brian branch safety, Alabama mm-hmm. next pick. Uh, here you go, Bill uh, Isaiah Foskey, Notre Dame next pick Tyler Steen. Offensive tackle, Alabama. Uh, next pick, here's the only offensive player, Ronnie Bell, wide receiver, Michigan. Uh, then they go into Robert Beal Jr. of Georgia. And yeah, that's the last pick. So pretty solid uh, roster of picks there. If we were to go defense, uh, I don't know. What, 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 do you, what are you guys thinking? If we, if, if Howie had to go defense and start making a run at this, do any of those names fit your fancy or do you, do you wish otherwise? 
I think that if you have the opportunity to go up and get Jalen Carter or um, a Will Anderson, I'm I'm totally for that. Past that, I'm not really sure. From on the defensive side of the ball, I keep hearing. I think Bill mentioned early Nolan Smith. Um, seems like the more realistic pick at ten, based on what we sort of mocked uh, last week and what's seeing a lot of um, a lot of what's going on in in other drafts uh, online and you know, on the NFL Network and so on and so forth. So, though, I mean, I would love to come away with one of those two at ten, if possible. Um, but, you know, I, I, realistically speaking, I, I feel as though all these GMs are much smarter than us. And I feel as though, you know, Bijan's probably not there. Um, so then you got to kind of go with your second, you know, your second or third option. And I think you, you maybe you maybe you trade back if you don't like what you're getting there, because um, we only have, what, six picks this this year. So um, maybe maybe you um, get a couple more horses in the barn per se. But. And if I remember, we, we didn't really think collectively last week, draft hit part one, you know, cornerback was that high of a need. No. So the fact that this mock has us going cornerback at number 10 is a little, a little suspect. No, yeah. I, I, I think there's a chance on that. I think that would be, I don't want to say worst case, but I think you can trade back to like 12, 13, maybe get another second, maybe like a third round pick. But I do think, I do think if our like there are like Carter and Nolan because I'm hearing too, Nolan Smith could go before ten even. That if Gonzalez is sitting there, I mean he's somebody that you could maybe put in the slot for now, and then you got a cornerback for the next ten years for you know. So I think those are again I'm not holding my breath for that, but I think I think we're gonna get somebody that how he thinks we can have here for a long time and contribute. Maybe they're not going to be a starter day one for us, but cause they were, cause like the more I think about the Bijan thing, they were talking about how like, you know, Derek Henry, we're not going to trade for him, but there's a strong chance he might get cut. And another name they're saying that makes sense. that we might get linked to with Dalvin cook. It's probably going to get cut and that it's just, you don't get an option to get like a top 10, tackle D lineman cornerback that often in the NFL. So if we could draft a player with that ability, you do that at 10, like the premium positions. So that kind of just makes more sense to Howie's philosophy um, to where I'm looking up more mocks and they all have Gonzalez fall into us at 10 now. And I, and I just, I mean, he's a pack 10 guy, Jesse, I know that, but I mean, some of those guys pan out and I feel like when you like watch his tape, you know, he's literally, you know, and again, it's, it, it's, you know, I mean, I, nobody's a lock at any spot, but I think that's something how he would look into because I mean, other than trading for slay, we got lucky with Bradbury that the giants don't know how to you know operate a cap and we got him. But if we didn't get Bradbury, I mean, what are we doing a cornerback now? I mean, I mean, we have Avante too, like, but I mean, Avante hasn't played more than what, like eight, nine games in his career. So it's like, do you want to count on that to be like your guy? You get a guy like Christian Gonzalez, and I'm not advocating for it, but I'm saying I understand the mentality. It's, okay, year one, maybe you put him in the slot or use your third corner. But who knows what's going to happen with Bradbury 
and Slay next year. I mean, they're probably here, but even if they are, you know you have Gonzalez probably for 10, 12 years if he's really a player. So now you True. have, a, you know, so again, I'm just saying that it makes sense if we went that route. I wouldn't be against I just don't, I just don't, haven't read enough about what, granted, I don't even think our new defensive coordinator has met the media yet. To that's, like, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? That he yeah. An interview, to, do you think, John? To, to like know what his base defense is going to be. Cause that's the other thing, like depending on what his base defense is, will tell us a lot about what the defensive focus is going to be in the draft room. Like maybe that's why. On, yeah. I mean, you know, doesn't want to, so, don't want to show the hand. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not, so I'm more anti pack 10 pack 12, whatever on like offensive players. I mean, you look at this guy and like he's built like a football player. Like he's six foot one. He can move pretty quick. Like that's pretty ridiculous. A corner. They said and, that. And, and he that. transferred too from somewhere. I remember hearing about following him during the combine. He, his he started at Colorado. Yeah. And then his um, coordinator, not his coordinator, his cornerbacks coach went to um, Oregon and he, and he followed. The, the the one thing that I saw that I liked about him, and I forget who wrote it, it was an Eagles reporter, I believe, said that of all the cornerbacks, like in this year's draft, hands down, he's the only one, well, one of the the top cornerback that can play one on one on the outside, and there's not a receiver in the NFL that's going to going to outrun him. Like he has that hitch, that quick hitch ability. Again, any given play, but like the glowing. I mean barring him something crazy happening. It seems like this guy's a surefire all pro potential cornerback. So again, we had a trade to get slay. We had a trade to get him at the end of his career. He's still been all right, but I mean, whatever Bradbury had, has been solid, but you know, those guys, you know, got maybe one, you know, definitely one year, but maybe next year. And yeah. So again, I think it's, I I've started to accept the fact that we're not going to get Bijan. It just doesn't make sense. Cause you can always get a good running back. Here's free. Well, Bill. Here's a, sorry to cut you off, but here's off going off of your thought there. I'm also looking at this mock and it has Bijan falling to 25 to the Bengals. And because they're saying that if this, if that happens, the Bengals could very well cut Joe Mixon. Yeah. Yeah. So is there any, I mean, you already in, mentioned Derek Henry and Dalvin Cook and Dalvin Cook is would could there be any interest in Mixon if mm-hmm. all yeah. the all the, the and, cards fall that way? And there's and a it, shitload of running backs in this. Draft. And then Leonard Fournette's out there. You know, maybe you bring in Leonard. You know, big game. Like I feel like you know, and that's what Brandon Lee. You know, one of our colleagues uh, was saying on BG uh, Nation today. So there's a ton of proven value still, in running and backs. they're just easier. It's easier to get a running back than. Elite tackle on defense line. What a difference a week cornerback. <laughs> so I mean, that, if if Bijan's there at ten, I I don't know how Howie doesn't take him because the only thing I would think Howie would maybe do at that point is if there's a team that you know maybe if one of the quarterbacks fall to ten and there's somebody like in the teens that want to trade up, maybe that's the way he he justifies it. You trade to fourteen, you know, maybe I, the, the Patriots want one of these quarterbacks. I don't know if you, I don't know if you give up. If like falls to you at 10, I don't know if you give up a guy that you view as generational for an extra pick over over Gonzalez. 
I, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's I, the question. That's the question. Because, I mean, can, uh, uh, according to what I'm seeing on my screen, that that would be, uh, you know, what how it would be dealing with. Well, so, because I was thinking about this when, when I was driving to work the other day, right? Like, if, or when I was driving to North Jersey to ride my bike. So, if we were somehow able to use this draft pick and magically take that player, send him to the Super Bowl, who helps us win a Super Bowl? It's not, it, it's not a, a, corn, a rookie corner. It's not a, uh, it's not a second string tackle or a second string, you know, D tackle or linebacker or anything. It would be a running back. That's the one thing that can jump right in and start. And if you say pick 10 is house, is just house money because it is because how he stole that pick. You, what do you do? Do you take a guy that might eventually become a starter? You know what I mean? Like if you draft Gonzalez, he's going to start in the slot. He might give, or if they need to rotate out, you know, if, if slay needs a blow or, you know, any of the corners need a blow, you can put him in, but like, that's, that's your 10th pick and he's not playing. Whereas if you put Bijan in, he's your starting. Now Bijan's starting to sound good again. Day one, he's your starting (laughs) running back. So for two years, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck out of a bonus, ridiculously high draft pick. Because let's be real, if Howie can continue to rebuild this roster, our first round pick next year is going to be the 32nd pick in the, in the first round. That's what it's going to be. I really, I'm watching, I'm looking at this mock draft on the rest on the ringer and it's probably I think one of the closest to what will happen. And based on that, I think it tells you a 10 that they're going to dread that they're going to trade out of 10 based on what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at the same thing, John, like if this falls the way the ringer saying you trade out and get value. Now, the one thing I don't agree with, well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hubbub going on around right now about Vegas odds and will Levis going number one. Um, because someone said, you know, someone's sister said something, something, something about how um, they already told Will Levis that Caroline is taking him. Um, that, I think, will affect the quarterback run, which then I think would help us personally. Absolutely. I think if Will Levis goes one, it helps us tremendously. If Bryce Young goes one and then C.J. Stroud is going to drop then Anthony Richardson is going to drop and then so on and so forth, especially with Will Levis as well. I think a lot of these guys, and then there's talk about the Hendon Hooker guy from Tennessee as well, not getting out of the top 20. So if it goes this way and what Matt's saying, you know, Christian Gonzalez is taken here at at seven because um, uh, the Raiders jump and take number three, you know, uh, we 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 go back two spots and get Nolan Smith, and that name keeps coming up. And that's every year. I, I think it's interesting. We kind of there's a bunch of names that we kind of all throw out, and then what happens? What what happens is none of the guys that we talk about get drafted. Yep. And one of the big things that Howie said in his press conference, jokingly, was that 
I don't think anybody knows what we're going to do. In fact, no one knows what we're going to do, which tells me that it's not the Bijan Robinson pick, right? It's the, it's the, I don't want to say out of the box, but it's the trade back. And we like these five guys and we're going to happy with any one of these guys because edge rusher to me is a, is an, is a need on this team. Absolutely. Um, big time. I couldn't agree more, but here's the thing. And then this is where I'll push back with that for yeah. two reasons. Not we'll push back, but would respond to that with, yeah, I think Howie says nobody knows what they're going to do because no, we don't know how the board's going to shake out. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it, you know, it's, it'd be one thing if there was like the four quarterbacks were like stone cold lock one to four, like, okay, so now we got to, you know, now we're going to get the seventh best play, like at 10, you know, so I think, but, they, but Bill, they know what it's going to take to get, they, I'm sure that they have the draft calculator like we have that says like, Hey, if I really love Jalen Carter at four or three, it's going to take 31, 10 and a third rounder. And we're all in on that guy. And we all agree on it. You know what I mean? John, the no, one, yeah, no, the one mean, guy I that, think, but, but, uh, but also, but here's my thing though. Like we don't know what's going to happen. Cause what happens if, you know, uh, you know, you know, say, you know, say the Raiders scenarios there where, Carter makes it to seven, but also Tyree Wilson's there and the Raiders don't want to pass on him. So maybe now they won't say, Oh, if, if uh, Carter makes it to seven, he's going to be an Eagle. Well, how do you know there's not somebody at seven? And then, you know, granted, I think the Raiders do need to accumulate some talent because they need picks, but I just feel like it's, I do agree that Howie probably has a plan, but I also kind of agree, think that there's always one or two, like, you know, like the Devonte Smith year, supposedly the Eagles were like all in on getting JC Horn or Patrick Sertan. Like those were the guys how he was going to trade up for. Like those were his two picks. No, I don't think anybody saw Denver coming in to take Sertan at nine. And then he pivoted, say Devontae's there. We got to get Devontae. And I feel like that's what the draft does a little bit where we're at. It's like, okay, we won Carter, but if he goes at four or five, okay, that's out. Now what are we going to pivot to? Yeah, what's our trade back? You know, you know what I mean. Like, I kind of remember us like thinking that we were gonna get Reaper. I know. I mean, we. we, we, I mean, I I thought most of us like called that. Like, we were like, we're gonna get. Well, well, Jesse did clearly. Jesse had him or Waddle coming here. Well, he had insider. He had insider information. Well, we were we were starving for a wide receiver. Yeah, because we had the Rager situation on our hands, and we had nobody else. Obviously, it was pre AJ. Hey, hey, we had JJ Ortega Whiteside. I'm sorry, my 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 apologies, JJ. No no disrespect, but no, I mean, I think that's. I think you're right, John, in the sense that I'm sure Howie has like four or five things. Okay, if this happens, we're going to do this. If this happens, we're going to do that. Like I'm, I, I don't, I have no doubt that he is prepared several contingency plans to say, okay, I will take Jalen Carter. We'll go all in on if we can get him or, you know, you know, or if, you know, Gonzalez, it could be, that's what I heard. You know, one of the guys I listened to too said that thing about it. If we're at 10 and we like Gonzalez, Witherspoon, Nolan Smith, um, you know, you know, Saronsky, Broderick Jones, say those five guys, why wouldn't you trade, to 12, 13, 14, if there's a player that a quarterback or something, somebody else wants. So now you say, okay, well, we'll take whoever's there when we pick, you know, kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And now we get another second or third. So I feel like 
I don't I, I don't know who Howie loves. I think the Nolan Smith thing is has a lot of juice because I think he he's a Sirianni kind of guy because like multiple people said this, like his number one trait other than athleticism, he ran a four three nine, which is like faster than Bijan ran and he's a D end. Is that Nolan Smith is like a straight dog, like he just eats, sleeps, and shits football. He's a bulldog. And, and I think I think you're right. DN's a position that dude D line in general is one of the reasons we were fourteen and you know, well fifty uh what, fourteen and three last year? Mm-hmm. Because we just had eight guys that came after it every play. So now we couldn't I, get we couldn't get to an injured Patrick Mahomes in the Super no. Bowl. And, you know, and, and, and I think that's the other, you know, the other thing too. Well, I lot of that, you know, cause I actually heard a guy talk about Gannon today and it was just made me infuriated about how he couldn't adapt and make any kind of changes in that game. But, um, but I, but I do think, I do think how he's going to follow his philosophy that you build through the trenches. Like I said, you know, and, our, and, and we said about it before our O line is pretty thin. Like it's not, you know, we're a Lane Johnson injury away from being like, oh shit, like what are we doing to tackle? And yeah, you got Brett Toth and Driscoll, but I don't know. You want, you know, Jeff Driscoll, you know, protecting, you know, Jalen, you know, strong side. Like, so I, I, just, I, I, you, I, I don't do know if feel, you do that at 10. No, I mean, it, it's one of those things that, you know, how, you know, how he values that, that O line and D line above, above all. So it's, you know, he said he wants a unique player. Maybe unique to him as a guy that there's a tackle in college and can play guard in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to let on to what he wants, you know. Um, but this about sums it up Nolan Smith, loose, bendy edge rusher with good length, explosive traits, and a nonstop motor. We, what do we like here at Four Fifth, four fifth Podcast? Motor. We love a good motor. Now, if you think motor. about it, a guy like him doesn't have to come in and play, but he can contribute. I mean, like, uh, I mean, right away he contributes. But that's the thing, Bill. Right away he contributes. No, that, that's what I meant to say. He's going to contribute. It's not going to, you know, doesn't have to be a starter. Like, you don't have to say, oh, he's to be a starter. He can learn from BG, Josh Sweat, Reddick, but he can come in also and play 30, 40 snaps. Your, your, you tackle, your tackle isn't starting right away. Your cornerback, you already have two lockdown left and right corners. Gonzalez isn't going to overtake Avante Maddox in the slot. He's like, I mean, but here's the thing. We last year had one of the best injury free seasons you can ask for. You think that's going to happen again? I I, I, I doubt it. I would love for it. So our cornerbacks are 30 and 32. Like, you don't think maybe they're like, listen, these guys, man, we got fucking lucky as shit last year, you know, and both those guys couldn't cover a, a wet napkin in the Super Bowl. Maybe they are like, all right, if we can get a Gonzalez or Witherspoon, we, we pull the trick. You know what I mean? Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, one of those things to where, you know, it's and – and the great thing with this pick is, too, Jesse mentioned it earlier, it's a luxury pick. We still got pick 30 where, mm-hmm. you know, there's still multiple edge guys that um, are going to be available there. Like this is a, a, a heavy edge rusher drag, which is tough, but a lot of them – are not like high end because they all have some, some faults, but that's okay. So like you said, he doesn't have to start, but he just needs to contribute. So, you know, I, I trust Howie. I mean, he's, he's hit home runs these last two drafts pretty much. I'd say, I mean, oh, time, stamp back. time stamp that quote, Matt. Here's 43 minutes into episode 129. Draft it, part two. Two Mark things, it down. Right? 
Howie needs chaos. To John's point, Howie needs chaos. He needs Carolina to take um, that other quarterback. That's, Will Levis? You need Will Levitz to go first. If Will Levitz goes first, two, three, four, five are going to be bonkers picks. Um, so we do need we do need absolute chaos. The other the other thing is, and we haven't touched on it, is the um Well let's touch on it, Jesse. The the gambling suspensions that got hammered down on the Lions, the the Lions depth chart. Now granted they're gonna get one of their they're gonna get some of their guys back this year from suspension, but like if you're the Detroit Lions do you at pick six now take the best the best wide receiver off the board? No. Huh? No. Well, there's a reason they're all John. Here we go. There's a reason they're the, they're the Detroit Lions. They're on the upswing. Amon St. Brown's good. Amon. They're fine. They're fine. They're not going to take a wide receiver there. Yeah, I don't think it's six. Um, or do um, they trade back? Do they trade out of that and then get the kid from Ohio State? And um, I, th- I think and, uh, the I'm lines, here, I think are sorry. I'm putting this here and just I mean I, I wanted to bring it earlier and I'm not like stamping this as my pick at ten, but I'm going to say this right now. Would you might fall out of your chair, but don't get shocked if we take uh, Jackson Nahobi Smith Smith Nahobi at ten. I'm telling you that right now. The Jigba. Yep, I would not be. <laughs> I would not. I mean, again, I I I would almost put him above Bijan, maybe being an eagle at this point. Oh, let's. Uh, speaking of shithead wide receivers, oh um, <laughs> there we go. So you you'd think that um, piece of shit Batman would have. I'm sorry, fast Batman. You would have thought that he would have learned his lesson from Jalen Rager running his mouth after doing dick. I love how you attack. I love how you attack. It's great. It's ruthless. It's it is. Yeah, it's on brand. It's on brand. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one that attacks attacks athletes in this in in the group chat. I'm the. They're not only saying one. that. We're not saying I mean, that. We're just oh, saying um, how no, you we, do we, it. They're just saying they admire your style with it. Is so what so carry on. Think, we're we're you'd listening. Think that, you'd think that he would have learned from Rager talking all of that shit and then doing jack shit the next year so quez has the chance to quiet all the doubters himself in the biggest game of his career and instead of catching a football that was dropped into a bucket for him that would have won the super bowl for the eagles he shits the bed and then after the fact starts talking shit about the fans fuck that guy Fuck. Only, only the J Loan Forfeit podcast will get angry at a sixth round uh wide yeah, yeah. Hey. So you're, t- you're telling me deep. You're, deep. you're telling me when that deep quote came loins. out, you, you weren't like you weren't like, dude, get the fuck out of here. So Jackson Smith, you, how do you, you say, say it? Najigba. What? Najigba. Najigba. Hyper productive receiver with a knack for getting open is tough in traffic. And creates after the catch. What he do we like ridiculous. on forfeit podcast? Create a, creating after the catch. Yak. Yeah. Yak. Yak. I, I'm just a, saying, you know, I, how, you know, we got AJ. Smooth but, footwork. 
you got to pay, you got to pay Devonte next year. So you're not going to re I, I, I think AJ, we have AJ for two more years and then he's gone. You're bringing a, 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 a um, Smith. I don't know. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that's my prediction, but I would say he's in my top six or seven. That would be an Eagle essentially. Cause I mean, I'm our, I heard too, that mul- multiple teams, including the jets, I mean, the Packers rather are trying to get ahead of the Patriots at 14 to get him. So maybe, you know, again, he's a guy, maybe if he's there, have some trade bait for Howie. Like, all right, you want Wild Bill's pick? cell phone's just blowing up. Mel Kuyper ain't got shit on Wild Bill. Mike Kuyper, he doesn't. He, he, you know, he needs to go away because it, it but it's, you know, sources and, are coming in from everywhere. And the, and sources, you know, I, I our mean, our Gmail, I our Gmail crashed, <laughs> by the way. Our Gmail just, crashed literally crashed the, yeah. another thing i wanted to talk about too that it, it's it's in in this realm of draft is i always feel as though and this is going to be an out, out a really outlandish thing to say but it's i always go by names like jj watt has like a great name like nolan smith great name like uh, B. John Robinson, great name. Love Jackson, the are, any, name. are there any Bubba's in this draft? Jackson Probably. Smith Najigba doesn't really move the needle for me from a name perspective. I had this conversation with Becca on on the way out tonight. I said, "Name a good NFL player that has a hyphenated name." And she's like, "Rogers Camardi." And I'm like, "That's a pretty good one, Beck." I'm like, "That's impressive." I'm like, "Name another one." Gardner Johnson. You let him go. Okay. I mean, I two, two out of 50 years of hyphenated names, Doyle Green, Doriel Green Beckham, once an Eagle, terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, JJ Ortega Whiteside, not very good. Like, they're, they're, I think the name thing is like, it's super like, I live on Mars, but it's one of those things where, like, does his name have staying power? You know? That could be one of those, uh, Marcus the you know. third. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if no. we're going to go a late round running back, I mean, you can't get better than tank. Yeah. That's a good. One. No, that's just a great boy, one. Tank, tank Bigsby. Bigsby, uh, even a great, that is a great though, last name too. I think that's his, I think he goes by tank, but he's, he's actually, yeah, his real name is not tank, but yeah. it's not a Christian um, name, but we got it. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, that's why these things are so fun. Because it's just, you know, it's a Rubik's Cubes of possibilities. It's like, oh, this happens and that happens, you know. Cartavius. Cartavius Tank Bigsby. I'd go with Tank, too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a, that, you know, it's a tough one to, to you know, pronounce. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. You know, there aren't too many hyphenated John guys. Jordan Battle. Oh, God, another Alabama guy. Here we go. Here but, we go. So his first name is... <laughs> His first name is Jordan, so you've got a pedigree there, and then battle like that's amazing. Now I like Brian Branch too. I just don't think he's a guy. Maybe if we traded back into like the teens, how funny would it be if you fucked the Giants again because they have pick twenty four? And what if we trade with the Vikings for pick to give to I mean to get pick twenty three, and we take Branch at twenty three to because apparently like. That's because I was heard on the radio, like that's who the Giants are king. Like Wink Martindale, like loves his kid and wants his kid in his defense. What if he fucked the Giants again, one pick in front of them and take Brian Branch at 23? I mean, and they, Branch, they have a meltdown. <laughs> Branch really was a, a Swiss army knife for that, for that defense. Like wherever they needed him, 
he he would go and, no, and play that and is play well. Like greatest, he he could play outside, he could play inside, he could play safety. Like he's kind of what do you need? This okay, put him there. Like he does that, which I think for a guy like you know maybe that fits Howie's unique description that a guy can literally play either safety spot in the slot or on the outside can can defend against the run. He's fast enough to cover receivers. Like he's a Swiss army knife on defense. You're right, Jesse. Like maybe that's a unique player to Howie, or maybe he trades up from 30, gives up some of these 47 picks from next year to get up, you know, in the low twenties or high teens again. So yeah, I think this, this is a draft just because uh, a, we have two first round picks, which is awesome. But I don't know. I kind of feel like I'd be shocked if you pick at 30 is kind of, I think that pick, I think is going to get traded out. I think that's what either up to get somebody or we're going to trade down to, you know, to get more picks. So I've slightly derailed uh, John. You got me thinking about great, great names, all time NFL names. I just found a list, the top 50 greatest football names in NFL oh, history pe- pepper at, me no- some. at number 35. Frosty Rucker. Gotta love it. Great name. It's a great 30, name. 34, your Philadelphia Eagle, Coy Detmer. Coy Detmer. TJ Slaughter at number 33. These are great. Is there anybody like named like Puddinghead? Uh, not yet. Uh, there are a lot of hyphenated names, by the way. Uh, Dominic and Sue was, is one. Mm-hmm. Mac Strong. Good name. Good, great name. Great football name. I, I definitely it has nothing to do with the draft, but it's just no. A it's, little, no I think I, I think it, it does. I think it's got staying power when you look at that that stuff. Like Luke Van Ness, right? Name Forest, another Forest Van Lamp. Like Vanderesh, like he stinks. Like there's never been a good like. Is that, is that German Vander Van? No, it's uh, Dutch, I think. Yeah, Dutch. Well, maybe good Dutch football players. Quentin Jammer. Great. Yeah. And he was yeah. a corner, wasn't he? Uh, I believe corner so. For the Broncos. For the Broncos. Yeah. Will Shields. Offensive guard. I don't know. When I look at, the, I have the depth chart, the depth chart up again, and I just look at safety. I think you guys have a point as to like that's kind of like a question mark. But with everything going on with Buda Baker, like I'm, I'm thinking, is that like a? Do they have something already sort of figured out with him? Like, you think, do you want, think you got to give up pick thirty to get him, or could you get a, a the day two pick to get him? I, the, the amount of money he wants is fucking them. I mean, we had to do that with AJ Brown. I mean, we gave up pick numbers. I mean, that's a pretty big trade. I mean, when you think about it, we give a pick 16, 17, whatever it was for AJ. I mean, that's a big time trade. Listen, the stat that I heard the other day, I want to tell you guys was that in the NFL, 50% of number one picks are busts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We so it, before. It, goes, yeah. it goes back to our lottery ticket discussion and if I'm going to, if I need a guy in my uh, secondary that, and I and I feel though as though I'm I'm light there, which we definitely are based on our depth chart. Would I rather give up a first round pick and get a dedicated? I'm not not a dedicated, a proven player at that position like we do with AJ Brown. 
Absolutely no questions asked. No, and, and, and here's, another one, here's another one for you too, John. What if San Diego calls and says, give us your second round pick and we'll trade you Austin Eckler? I don't like Austin Eckler doesn't move the needle for me. I'm just saying, but to maybe you have to how you know I'm just maybe Derek you, Henry you didn't know. really move the needle for me. All that all that uh, rigmarole with him, like I think he's I think he's beat up. He's been banged up. He's got miles on him. And I think a lot of money. That, you sold me on the idea of Bijan because you get that fifth year option taking yeah. him. At, I, I like that. I like you. He sold me on that just on that fact that you could have him for four million for five years or twenty million, you know. And that's the other thing that sort of we have to take in consideration as well is that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be mutilated a little bit next year based on thinking like guys like Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, maybe Jason Kelsey, m- you know, m- maybe another player or two here. So then you get, then you'd get decimated. Then you go, Oh my God, we got holes everywhere. And you're like, all right, well, we got to, we got to fix that in the draft and free agency. And then that, that becomes a harder, you know, pill to swallow being able to sort of fill those holes um, every which way and, and hoping that you can hit on everything. They're in a position right now, which I, I feel very strongly about that. They feel like that they have a run in them for one to two more years. With yeah, that, I was going to say that. I think we have a legit two-year window with this current team basically as it's constructed for the most part. And that's why the Bijan thing just kind of makes sense because it's like, yeah, he's a rookie, but you get a young guy with fresh legs. Anybody you get, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, any of these guys, you know, they're all 27, 28, 29. Like, like you want to pay these guys big money? We want to pay a young buck that's like, you know, and that's where, you know, who knows? He could be a bust, but I think it's, I, I, I think that's where I, I think where you're, where I agree. It's just, you know, that we need somebody that can contribute and that's all I want, whether it's on defense or offense. I want somebody who could literally make some plays and get some snaps. I don't want a guy that's just like, I don't want another kind of cam Jurgens. I know that's round two, but. You know, guy, oh, we're drafting for a replacement. No, like if you're getting drafted around a pick ten, like you better fucking play a little mm-hmm. bit at least. So all right, so so that that can so as we round out this episode, I want to start with final thoughts. And Bill, I, I don't know if that is your final thought. It sounded like a pretty definitive final thought. If you personally were had the phone in your hand and you were in the war room, what type of player do you want the Eagles to draft? It sounds like to me, you're saying someone who can go in is a day one contributor, doesn't necessarily have to start, but makes an impact on the roster day one. Hundred percent can make a and difference. My mm-hmm. final prediction and want and pick would be Nolan Smith at ten. If we stayed at ten, I want a guy like that. Our, we need everything I read about him is he's a defensive trendsetter and leader, and I question who our leader on defense is. I truly do. Like who is our guy? And maybe it's Nicobe Dean, but I'm no, I'm Team Nolan Smith with that first pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I couldn't agree w- more with with you, Bill, on your reasoning as to what you want out of this draft. I'm, I'm on this direct on the same page with you. I want someone who can come in, whoever it is, whether it's at ten, at twelve, at twenty, wherever we shake out. I want someone who can day one come in. Cause like you said, I think we're on this two year accelerated plan of 
Super Bowl or bust. And we need guys that can come in and make a difference and contribute on snap one of day one. And I like this Nolan Smith guy. I think just the fact that we couldn't get to a hobbled Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl still chaps my ass to this day. Agreed. And I think, and I think a solid edge rusher with a lot of energy and young legs and talent is, is definitely a need. Uh, I'm, I, but also if, if a Bijan's there, I'm not, I'm not sad uh, at that pick either. I just yeah, want Bichon's someone to in my come heart in and always. contribute. He'll always be in my heart. Bijan, so, I love you. <laughs> John, what are Final your thoughts? Final thought? I, yeah. You know, I, I, I bounced back to last, last episode, Bill had me jazzed for Bijan. I felt good about it. Then we talked about Atlanta taking him, and I was like, okay, who are we taking here if that happens? There's definitely going to be tackles available. Is that where we're going to redo the trenches there? Or, and then we sit here tonight and we talk about Nolan Smith and Tyree Wilson. And, and, and you know, I, I don't feel – I don't feel – I don't have the pulse on it yet, and I know we're 48 hours away. Um, but I have a sneaky suspicion – that we're trying to trade up for someone, Jalen yes. Carter, Will Anderson, someone. And I think that's the splash that I know Jesse's probably went, just went six to midnight. But like, if, if we could, if we could get one of those two players who arguably are one of the two best players, maybe in this draft, I think that's what you do. And then secondarily, if Bijan's there, I think they have no problem problem taking him, um, and then maybe a Nolan Smith, possibly. But right now, I think I think he's thinking about trading up. If if that's where that's where my head's at. It's good thought. I I don't think you're far off that far far off the trail of reality. I think that's I think that um, that I I think he's got eyes on Jalen Carter. I think that's his guy. I think if he had his choice, that's who he wants in Eagle, Midnight Green. And I think, I guess the question is, is if he slips, you know, in that range where it could be possible, does Howie throw the draft, you know, calculator away for giving up something to where, does he give up pick 30 to get to number four to get him? You know what I mean? Like, does he go balls out like, I want this guy and we're going to get him? So that's, mm-hmm. I guess, what we're going to find out on, on Thursday night. Jesse, well, final thought. I put it into the universe last year. I was talking to Bill, and I was joking about, and John's already, like, shaking his head a little bit. But, like, <laughs> I, I put it into the universe that we, we needed one man for our defense. And when the Saints started winning games, I started cursing them because they were fucking us and our, our chances to do it. But if, and, and we need, we need teams to, to John's point, we need teams to fuck up. We need the Texans to do some Texans shit. But if the Texans pass on Will Anderson, we need to move heaven and earth. Go get Will Anderson. Eagles fans will fall in love with this guy. He has, all the character in the world. 
He is an absolute leader. He's a smart kid, a smart football player. He can play at defensive end. He can play tackle. He's not great. He can drop into coverage. He's not great at it. They didn't ask him to do it a ton in Bama's defense, but wherever they put him on the field, the other team had to double team him to take him out of the game. And it's that simple. We do not have many guys on the defensive line that, that get double teamed like Fletcher Cox peach peak Cox got double teamed. You know, sometimes um, Reddick would get double teamed last year, but like, that's it. If you could line this guy up on the field with Reddick at the same time, it would be absolute chaos. And he is a tremendous, tremendous player. Um, he's still young, he's huge. Go get me Will Anderson. I'm with John. Trade up. I think I think we're all in agreement that how he's ready to to make a splash if he can find a partner to dance with. You well, just you need teams to do dumb shit. Like if 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 the Texans trade that pick for a quarterback, Howie is that's the first domino he needs to fall, right? Like he needs quarterbacks to go like one, two, three. Well, with that all being said, check out our recent poll on Twitter. You can go pick who the Eagles will draft in the in this upcoming uh, 2023 draft in Kansas City. Uh, check out all our social media interweb channels, the Instagrams, the Book of Faces, the the Twatters. Uh, check us out at Forfeit Pod. Give us an email. Uh, I don't know if your email will even get through right now. Like I said, our sources and uh, are just, it's our email is just crashed. I think we just Google, Google it is, is calling me back. Uh, I think we, we crashed one of their servers. The Gmail is just, it's, it's, it's not working right now. It's just gone crazy. Uh, Bill's Bill's cell phone is, is melted. Uh, there's so many sources coming th- coming in right now. Like boop, I said, boop, boop. Mel Kiper you know, doesn't even doesn't even ha- doesn't even know what what sources are. So we'll see. Uh, uh, like always, we'll be watching. We'll be excited. We're gonna have fun. And uh, like you said, make a splash, Allie. So Go. for myself, Metal Matt. The J-Lo, Wild Bill, Big John Stud, 1098. Go Birds.